Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Evil minds at plot destruction. You got that fun, Corey, in politics? Sorcerer of death construction. In the fields of bodies burning. As the war machine keeps turning. Death and hatred to mankind. Welcome to the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia on the National Community Radio Satellite. Listen to the Anarchist World This Week, Australia's sacred cow, Slaughterhouse. Listen to analysis of local, national, international events. Listen to analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Welcome to the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Name's Joseph Toscano. Nearly forgot my name. That's a worry, isn't it? Yes, so we broadcast on the Community Radio Network across Australia and on the World Wide Web. And all those listeners who have been kind enough to ring us up and email us and tell us how crappy our podcast system has been, relax. It's all fixed. It's all there. Just go to 3cr.org.au and hey presto, not only the Anarchist World this week, but other fascinating, interesting programs. So it's all there. It's all fixed. It wasn't a conspiracy. ASIS had nothing to do with it. ASIO had nothing to do with it. It was just gremlins. There were little things on the wires which are stuffing things up, but they have been eliminated. We poured lemon juice down the wires and they shrilled. So the podcasts are up and running. Now, if you wonder what anarchy is all about, an anarchist society is a voluntary, non-hierarchical society based on the creation of political and social structures which are based on equal decision-making power that's direct democracy. People involved in decision make that decision and then appoint or elect delegates to coordinate those decisions at a local, regional and national level. It's a society where wealth is held in common and used for the common good. So if you're looking for excitement... If you want some slaves, if you want to kill people, don't listen to the anarchist world this week. We're very boring, non-violent, direct action people. Now, there's been a lot of fascinating things happening in the land of Oz. And we may as well look at the uh, GST business because that's always fascinating, the goods and services tax. Now, A lot of people have a lot of difficulty understanding that we all pay tax, whether you're on Social Security benefits, whether you're on a million dollars a year or five million or a billion dollars a year, we supposedly pay tax. And the GST is a little bit like the tax you pay or the account fees you pay when you've got one of those little pieces of plastic card and you need some money in a hurry and you can't find your bank's automatic teller, and you come across another automatic teller, and you whack the card in, and you punch your numbers in, and hey presto, out comes $20 and a $2 fee. Uh-huh. $2 fee, that's a 10% fee, to get your $20 out. Now if you use the same card and you've got lots of money in your account, 
You can actually put the card in the hole, do all your numbers, press all the buttons, get out $900, $2 fee. It's the same with the goods and services tax. It's a tax which has the greatest impact on the poorest, the greatest impact on those with less disposable income. So the richer you are, the easier it is to deal for goods and services tax. As I said before, it's like taking out $900 and paying a $2 service fee because you're using the you know, different automatic teller, taking out $20 and paying a $2 service fee. Same thing. So why? Why do we have all this hullabaloo regarding increasing the goods and services tax? Well, it's very simple. Most people have forgotten why the goods and services tax was introduced initially with the consent of the Australian people, courtesy of Mr John Howard and the Liberal National Party. And although Mr Hewson failed, Mr Howard, with the help of the Australian Democrats who no longer... Well, they are out there. They are still a registered political party, but no longer got any political representation in any parliament, I think, uh, in the country. You know, they signed their death warrant when they signed that little GST accord, or some of the party, signed the, G- the leadership of the party, signed the GST accord with the Howard government. Well, why was it introduced? Was it 15 years ago? It was introduced because there's not enough revenue coming in to meet the needs of the population. And why isn't there enough revenue coming in? Well, you know and I know. Anybody who listens to the anarchist world this week, anybody who's a member of public interest before corporate interests, anybody who's gone to one of the many functions, public interest before corporate interests, has actually been organising across across the city of Melbourne, possibly, hopefully, the rest of Australia in the next few months, will realise it's because the corporate sector pays voluntary taxation. And they're very good at it. As you know, Mr Murdoch received an $886 million tax refund in 2013 while making hundreds of millions of dollars of profit because he had some smart accountants. He did it all legal. Good luck to him, I hear Joe Hockey say. And then you've got large corporations which basically pay peppercorn rents. There's the peppercorn... I don't actually pay any rent, do they, to the Indigenous people? They just don't pay any rent at all. But they pay peppercorn taxation. So the government's got an, a problem. It has a problem. There is not enough money coming in to look after the interests of the citizens and residents of this country. It's very simple. So instead of looking at alternative ways of collecting taxation from the big end of town, something like a 1% financial transaction tax or a turnover tax or a 1% stock market uh, tax. There's lots of taxes you can introduce if you've got the will and the courage. What does the government do? It says to all and sundry, Well, it's time to increase the GST because that has the greatest impact on those least able to afford an increase in GST. And they talk about compensation. Compensation of what? One month? One year? A hundred years? One week? It's garbage. So instead of doing the hard yards, instead of doing the real work, instead of ensuring that small business can actually compete against corporate Australia, forcing corporate Australia to pay some tax, well, 
the debate's all about the goods and services tax. And you never hear in the uh, government guild at ABC and the corporate-owned media debate about alternative forms of taxation, taxations which have their maximal impact on those most able to afford it, on those who should be paying their fair share. 1% turnover tax, 1% financial transaction tax, 1% stock market turnover tax, and there's many more you can think of, many more. So, next time somebody tells you we need to increase the GST to have enough money for essential services, tell them, well, why don't you do what's a little bit harder, a little bit less, you know, politically uh, okay? Why don't we talk about diversifying the taxation regime in order to ensure that those most able to afford it pay it and those least able to afford it at least have the basic necessities. Listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Culture of entitlement. It's the end. I remember our great Federal Treasurer, Mr Joe Hockey, the man who was asked when Mr Rupert Murdoch got his $886 million tax refund in 2013, which the Australian Tax Office didn't even bother to appeal because they knew they'd lose. When he was asked, what do you think about this, Mr Hockey, new Federal Treasurer? Mr Hockey says, no comment. No comment. Why would Mr Hockey upset the corporate puppet masters? I mean, they bankrolled their election campaign. They used all their resources to make us think, well, not me, all our listeners, but the rest of Australia think that all we needed is more neoliberalisation, more deregulation, more corporatisation, more globalisation, more privatisation. It's the only way to get ahead. Yeah, well, we know. And we're asked to have a mature debate. Extraordinary. Now let's go to this end of the culture of entitlement. Well, I'm going to say something now which is common knowledge, that the current government, the current federal government, led by Mr Tony Abbott, are a bunch of liars and hypocrites. I'll repeat it again. Liars. L-I-A-R-S. This will be a little bit more difficult. Hypocrites. H-Y-P-O-C-R-I-T-E. Yes, liars and hypocrites from day one. No changes to Medicare. Hmm. No changes to public education. Hmm. No changes to renewable energy. Hmm. Obviously, they were lying through their teeth. But hypocrites, culture of entitlement. You love the words culture of of entitlement. No more culture of entitlement for you bloody dull bludgers, welfare, single parents, welfare recipients, disability support pensioners, old age pensioners. You bludgers are bringing the world down, bringing the country down, according to Mr Hockey and his troops. No, no more entitlement. You're going to have to earn your way. Well, isn't it fascinating to see the Marie Antoinette of the Australian Parliament 
Julie Bishop in action. Now, this is the problem. This is the problem of these people. They have no understanding of what life is like for so many Australians. Just this week, information statistics were released in Victoria that over 1 million Victorians, that's 20% of the population, live below the poverty line. Now, when Marie Antoinette heard during the French Revolution that the, the masses, the unkempt, the dirty, were revolting because there wasn't any bread, she said, in all innocence, not meaning to be cruel or nasty, let them eat cake. Because in her situation, if there was no bread on the table... There's always cakes. And that's the same attitude the Julie Bishops of the world... Sorry, my apologies, Julie. I will take that back. The Bromblem Bishops of the world. Well, two bishops, you can understand my mistake. The Bromblem Bishops of the world have. Because they don't have any experience. Now, most of our politicians, most of our federal representatives, not all but a significant majority, especially those in the ministry and the shadow ministry, are professional politicians. That is their job. That is what they have aimed to be. And they have this culture of entitlement wrapped around them. So when Julie Bishop was... Sorry... When Bromlam Bishop, I get these bishops are getting to me. When Bromlam Bishop, maybe because I'm an ex, you know, religious lad. Now I never went to the seminary. You can relax. So I've got Bromlam Bishop right. That's why she was able to get into a helicopter to fly to a Liberal Party do about a hundred kilometres away, or less than a hundred kilometres away, without even thinking about it. It was like Marie Antoinette. Well, there's no bread, there's got to be cake. So these people believe, not only are they born to rule, but they believe they're entitled, that culture of entitlement. They are entitled to use taxpayers' funds willy-nilly for their own personal use. And if you compare apples and oranges, if you compare the slipper case three or four years ago and the Bromblem Bishop case today, it's extraordinary how the different attitudes that are taken. Now, we're going to have a finance committee look at Bromblem Bishop's expenditure. Now, what most people forget is the finance committee is actually chaired by a minister of the government and that public servants basically need have to do what they're told by their political masters. That's why they're public servants. Then we have the federal police refusing to look at the case before the finance committee has a look at it, which is quite extraordinary really. 
if there is illegal activity um, suspected on a federal level, you would think the federal police would investigate that matter. But there is a big problem in this country. And to a large degree, it's due to the Rudd-Gillard government over a seven-year period refusing to remove Howard appointees from positions of power within the bureaucracy. Because most of the big, you know, the big wigs in the bureaucracy are political appointments whose responsibility is to the political party that appoints them, not the people they are public servants for. And that's a dilemma. Now, I can imagine if there was criminal activity suspected, in your case or my case, the federal police would be knocking on our door. If complaints had been laid, they'd be knocking on our door and looking at the situation. Normal. Now, if I threw a brick through a window and then, you know, stole a few things and got caught, and I said, ah, well, I'll pay for it and I'll pay a 20% uh, levy because I did it, would that be the end of the matter? No, that wouldn't be the end of the matter. You'd still end up in court, and although you'd made repatriations which would be taken into account on the final sentencing, you would still be found guilty of the charge, have a criminal record and uh, have to, uh, you know, serve time or community service or whatever the court decides. So for Bromland Bishop to think that you can pay back the money without apologising and it'll all go away is a mistake. Now, they would love this to go away. And it's not going to go away because this is just, this is more than the Speaker of the House of Representatives, one of the most powerful positions in the Australian Parliament after the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Senate, you know, may or may not have overstepped the mark when she uh, got a helicopter for a 10-minute ride from uh, Melbourne to Geelong. If you listen to this program in other parts of the Australia, well, Melbourne to Geelong would be about, ooh, Essendon to Geelong. You could get there on the freeway in about 44 minutes without breaking any laws. Hmm? So by the time you drive to Essendon Airport, get in the helicopter, fly to your little do, then fly back, and the list goes on and on. So it's this culture of entitlement. That is the problem. But again, let's go to the speaker position. Now, the ALP is very, very, very weak on this position. Now, this speaker, in the period of 19 months, has ejected 450 members of the ALP from the House of Representatives for some of the most spurious ideological-based reasons. So what the ALP should be doing today to bring a matter to the head, is boycott the House of Representatives. Every ALP member, including the leader and the deputy leader, including the shadow ministry, including every House of Representatives, and including even Mr Adam Bant from the Greens, should, and including our good friend, Mr Palmer, of the Palmer United Party, is the should walk out of the House of Representatives and refuse to sit 
until the speaker is removed. This matter needs to be taken to a head. It's not just about the culture of entitlement. It's about destroying the role of the Speaker and destroying the ability of the parliamentary debate to go ahead without it being ideologically crushed by a partisan Speaker. They talk about mature debates. Let's have a mature debate about the current situation. It's time the Speaker was evicted. It's time the Sergeant of Arms showed the Speaker the door to the House of Representatives. Because this Prime Minister will not be doing it. Because Madame Bromwell Bishop is one of Mr Abbott's greatest supporters in the party room. So it's exceptionally important that the ALP consider boycotting the House of Reps. I'm not telling them to boycott the Senate. Any legislation which comes through the Senate can be blocked, sorry for the House of Reps, can be blocked in the Senate, even if there is a boycott. Because this is a critical situation. Because what it does it increases disillusionment with the parliamentary process because people can actually see somebody do something which is transparently wrong, if not illegal, immoral, unethical, wrong. They can see it. And they know that if they did the same thing at their work or in the community, there'd be people knocking on their doors and they would be held accountable for what they did. And what they see in this situation is a political process which allows people to get away with this type of behaviour, Scott 3. We see the federal police pussyfooting around. We see the bureaucrats, you know, dancing around. We see the Prime Minister you know, put his arm round one of his major supporters and there's no consequences for this type of behaviour. And this type of behaviour is rife, rife within the Liberal National Party. Think about it. Think about the damage it is doing to the political process. Isn't this ironical, an anarchist, to tell them the damage it is doing to the parliamentary process? Quite extraordinary situation we find ourselves in. You listen to the Atticus World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. You can email us at anarchistage at yahoo.com. You can go to the website anarchistmedia.org to find out what's going on. You can ring us on 0439 395 489. 0439 395 489. You can write to us. Yes, we still respond to letters. You can write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052.
two. Well, moving on, moving on, as they say. Public interests before corporate interests updates. Yes, I have noticed there are more and more people joining public interests before corporate interests. I think the current membership is around 125, so we're moving rapidly to our total of 500, 550 before we register it as a political party. Remember, public interest before corporate interest is not just a political party. It's a group which uses uh, direct action, uses direct action, public interest before corporate interest. It's not just a political party. Um, Yes. Now, we have a number of meetings coming up in uh, the city of Melbourne. Now, if you're really jealous and you're listening to this in Sydney or Adelaide or Fargaminda or Udnadatta or any part of the world, you know, if you're jealous, don't despair. You can organise a public interest before corporate interest picnic or meeting. Now, our public meeting is north of the Yarra, if you live in Melbourne. It's north of the Yarra. And the public meeting is at the Jika Jika Community Centre in the small hall. And where is the Jika Jika Community Centre? We did have a Jika Jika jail at Pentridge which burnt down and killed five prisoners. So the Jika Jika Community Centre is at the corner of Plant and Union Street in Northcote. And if you say, if you say... If you say that uh, Northcote, I've never heard of Northcote. I'm coming from the south side of the city to see what's happening in the north of uh, the Yarra. Well, and I use public transport. Well, it's just opposite the West Garth Station. So 1.30 to 3.30 p.m., public interest before corporate interest public meeting, Sunday the 26th of July at the corner of Plant and Union Street, Northcote. All welcome. Uh, the organiser of this is a PIBSIC member, Mr Jeremy Dixon. So if there's any problems, blame him, not me. I have promised to attend the meeting, yes, on a Sunday, which is good. So public interest before corporate interest, 1.30pm to 3.30pm, this Sunday, the 26th of July, at the Jika Jika Community Centre in the Small Hall, corner of Plant and Union Street, Northcote, just opposite the West Garth Station. So if you want further information about what's happening with public interest before corporate interests, get the latest update, become a member. Wouldn't that be radical? You actually join a community-based political organisation that uses direct action and political action. Wouldn't that really be radical? Well, you can download an application form from pibc.net, P-I-B-C-I dot net. Don't just put Pipsy, because you'll come up with a few alternatives. There are billions of sites on the World Wide Web, so Pipsy, P-I-B-C-I dot net. And if you're really, really keen, you can always go to their Facebook page, which is uh, kind of full of fascinating information. And I'm saying that because I don't run the Facebook page. Somebody else does, and that's why it's fascinating, because, you know... I don't know much about computers. And if you go, if you've put in, in your search engine, public interest before corporate interests, before you know it, hey presto, there's the Facebook page. Get involved in discussion with other people who are interested in these concepts. Think about joining. Now, 
And don't forget, you can always write to us. One third of public interest before corporate interest members are actually don't use the net. They're not interested. They don't want to use it. So you can write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. So once again, public interest before corporate interest public meeting, 1.30pm to 3.30pm, Sunday the 26th of July, Jika Jika Community Centre in the Small Hall, corner of Plant and Union Street, Northgate. All welcome. Organised by Mr Jeremy Dixon, public interest before corporate interest member. So let's hope you can make it this Sunday. Now, if it's too far away for you, there are there's still there are still things happening south of the Arrow in Melbourne. The Hastings group that attended the public meeting on the tenth of July. Or was it the 12th of July? I think it was the 12th of July. That's right. Uh, holding, at the same time that there is an, a meeting at the Jika Jika Community Centre in Northgate, north of the Yarra in Melbourne, there's a, a Pibsey public meeting, uh, which will be attempting to form a Hastings branch of public interest before corporate interests at Hastings, which is about 65 kilometres uh, south of the uh, CBD at the Hastings Hall. That's the Hastings Hall next to the Hastings Library. You can't miss it. And that meeting also starts at 1.30pm on Sunday the 26th of July. All are welcome. Uh, that'll be uh, more of a discussion uh, regarding uh, uh, issues that uh, affect them and uh, canvassing the possibility of uh, forming a Pipsy Hastings branch. So that's at 1.30pm, Sunday the 26th of July at the Hastings Hall next to the Hastings Library, which is in Main Street, Hastings. And that, and also I'd just like to remind you that the Frankston branch of the public interest before corporate interests meets every two weeks at 5pm at the Frankston Library. Their last meeting was on the 21st of July and their next meeting will be obviously in early August, but I'll remind you about that next week. So the two big things that are happening are the Northcote Public Meeting, Pipsy Public Meeting at 1.30 to 3.30pm, Sunday the 26th of July, Jika Jika Community Centre in the Small Hall, corner of Plant and Union Street in Northcote, just opposite the West Garf Station. All this information is on the Pipsy website and it's also on the Pipsy uh, Facebook page and also the Hastings meeting at 1.30pm on Sunday the 26th of July at the Hastings Hall. Now, why am I spending so much time on this? Well, it's very simple. We need to be a political force in this country in order to have any chance of changing the direction and the course this country is going. You can look at a billion websites. You can become as knowledgeable as you like about what's wrong in this country and what the changes should be. You can read as many books as you like. 
you can watch as many news commentary or YouTube, you know, fascinating bits and pieces for the rest of your life. You can go to as many public discussion meetings as you like. You can watch all the television shows you like about this issue, but nothing, and I'll spell it, N-O-T-H-I-N-G, will change unless we, that's right, we, the people we've, <coughs> the people we've been waiting for, we organise. Organise at a community level, organise at a regional level, organise at a national level. And if you think it's all too hard and all too difficult and nothing will ever change, well, maybe you should switch across to easy listening music or one of the conservative reactionary shock jocks that are on radio. And if you think you're too old or too young or too sick, well, you're not because that's what they want us to think that we should leave the business of governing ourselves. That's what politics is, the business of government in the hands of experts. And we see what happens when the people remove themselves from the political equation and leave it to the experts to govern them. We see the corporate sector organise usurp the power of Parliament and use their puppets in Parliament to ensure that legislation continues to be passed which never annoys them and removes all those rights and privileges that we have fought for and won over generations. So I make public interest before corporate interest a very important initiative in 2015. And it's an important initiative because most politics in this country is issue-driven. It's all about issues. Not that there's anything wrong with issue-driven politics, but when it becomes the only alternative, you begin to realise that we need a new force in this country that doesn't, that puts public interests first, it puts public interest before corporate interests. So I encourage you strongly to join public interests before corporate interests. I encourage you strongly to organise events in your part of Australia to promote the establishment of this social, cultural and political movement which has the potential to have a profound impact on the way politics is practised in this country, on the way we live. It has that potential. Because public interest before corporate interest doesn't think of the other as the enemy. Now, most of you have seen over the last week or so all these rallies and counter-rallies, you know, regarding about who the real problem is, you know. It's the Muslims. Yeah, it's the Muslims. They're the problem. It's the blacks. They're the problem. It's the immigrants. They're the problem. It's the asylum seekers. They're the problem. It's overtime. 
That's the problem. And the list goes on and on. Well, obviously, public interest before corporate interest is an inclusive party, inclusive political organisation that looks at things in a wider perspective. Why do you think there are so many 457s and 417 visa holders in Australia? Well, it's very simple. It's in the corporate interest to have 457 visa holders and 417 visa holders working in this country because it does two things. It puts downward pressures on wages. So wage increases have been at their lowest level that we've seen in the last five decades. It introduces non-unionised labour into the country, docile, non-unionised labour, which will jump through the hoops it needs to be jumped in order to obtain permanent residence in many cases. Now, it's not the fault of a 457 visa holder or the fault of a 417 visa holder they are here attempting to enjoy the good life and displacing you from work and your children from work. It's not their fault. They're just legally taking advantage of legislation which has been passed in Parliament, which was passed to destroy the trade union movement in this country, which was passed to put downward pressure on wages, which was passed to remove overtime payments, which was passed to sweep away the workplace reforms that have occurred over the past 50 years in this country through the blood, sweat and tears of countless hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of working people in this country. It's not their fault they're here. They're just taking advantage of the situation. You'd do the same thing if you were in their shoes. The problem is, with a political system and political parties who put corporate profit before everything else... That's the dilemma. That's what public interest before corporate interests was organ- is organising around. We're not here to lay blame on individuals. We're here to dismantle the current political system and replace it with one which take, puts the interests of the public as a whole before the interests of sectional interests, sectional interests, corporations, and the list goes on and on. Say, so, look, I will be doing an update every week. If you don't like it, bad luck. If you like it, good. But more importantly, join us. What do you got to lose? Maybe a little bit of sleep because you'll start thinking. Maybe you'll have less time to go on YouTube, look at the porn sites on the web, go to Foxtel. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to have less time to do all that type of garbage and actually be involved in political, social and cultural activity which puts public interest before corporate interest? So go to the website, pibsy.net, download the application form, have a look at it, join. Write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Leave a message on 0439 395 489. Organise a public meeting. In your neck of the woods, could be Fagaminda, Udnadatta, Curtin, who knows? Organise one, see what happens. We'll give you all the help we can. Form a branch in your neck of the woods. Whether you're listening to this program in Tasmania, the ACT, the Northern Territory, 
West Australia, South Australia, Queensland, Victoria, New South Wales. This is your chance to become involved. This is a national organisation which aims to have a major impact in this country by the beginning of 2016. So you may think I'm hallucinating. If nothing happens, I am. If we grow, as I believe we will grow, as more and more people find out about us and join, we will have an impact on this country and we will be able to turn the good ship Australia in another direction. We've had four decades of privatisation, four decades of deregulation, four decades of corporatisation, four decades of globalisation, and nothing seems to have changed. You listen to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Now, I love words. Words are so wonderful. And when you live in, in Australia in 2015, words are wonderful. Now, isn't it wonderful the way we treat asylum seekers in this country? Whether they're men, women or children. How we basically, you know, kind of legislate out of existence, out of mind, out of sight. Manus Island, Nauru, it's really not part of Australia. It's not our problem. It's got nothing to do with us. You know, when you get the uh, Greens senator, you know, questioning the bureaucrats who are handling, the billion-dollar bureaucrats who are, you know, uh, providing services for a few thousand people in Nauru and Manus Island, a billion dollars, I could do it for less, half price. And they kind of, uh, you know, putting a, a, uh, what's the word? a limit on women using sanitary pads when they're having their periods. They get two at a time. Just in time, just in case they soak it into petrol and use it as a bomb. You know, you begin to wonder. You really begin to wonder. Out of sight, out of mind. And when you hear children identifying themselves as a number, you really realise how important it is to dehumanise them, to make them inconsequential no names no stories no pack drill nothing just pieces of meat rotting in Nauru and Manus Island courtesy of the Australian people courtesy of the Australian government courtesy of privately owned corporations who have paid billions of dollars to administer the system and you know why? Because they're not asylum seekers, they're not refugees, they're queue jumpers. Words are wonderful. Another word I love is disadvantage. You love the word disadvantage. I've had a little bit of you know, statistics, and they come out all the time, bloody statistics. They come out all the time telling us about how there are suburbs that are disadvantaged, you know. More people in these suburbs, these disadvantaged suburbs go to prison. 
unemployment rates among, you know, the youth herald Greek unemployment rates among the youth of 40 to 60%. And these are disadvantaged. Well, get rid of the word disadvantaged. These are exploited people. The word is exploited. When you have seven people in this country whose wealth equals the wealth of 40% of Australians, that's almost 10 million people. Seven people have the same net worth as 10 million. You begin to understand the extent of the problem in this country. And to say that suburbs are disadvantaged glosses the fact of the exploitation inherent in the inequality that exists in our country. The promised land, the land of milk and honey, the lucky country for some, the exceptionally lucky country for a few. That's the situation we find ourselves in. The key is not disadvantaged, it's exploited. Exploited. Seven people, the same net worth as 10 million. Not in Bangladesh, not in Niger, not in Chad, but in the land of Oz. In the very place you are listening to this program in. When you hear about increasing youth unemployment, when you hear about the fact that it is very hard for children in disadvantaged regions, exploited regions to get education or adequate health care, you begin to understand that it's the inequality in wealth, it's the inequality in power, it's exploitation which causes these social problems. And there are no individual solutions to social problems. You may be able to put your hand out and pull somebody out of the morass and put your other hand out and pull somebody out, else out. But there are tens of thousands, if not millions, in a similar situation. And the solution to disadvantage, let's call it what it is, exploitation, is radical social, cultural and political reform. What's this bullshit of having two education systems and two healthcare systems in this country? It's just extraordinary. It's just extraordinary that we, that's right, we, the Australian people, we allow this to occur. And we've allowed this to occur because we've been waiting waiting for the Messiah, waiting for somebody to do the right thing by us, waiting, 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 dying, waiting, dying, waiting. Waiting in a queue where there's no ticket seller, waiting in a queue where there's nobody at the end of the line, you know, you know uh, 
doling out water. And that's what we're doing. We have abrogated our political responsibilities. We have allowed the experts to deal with the situation. And we've seen what's happened to the experts, how how they are co-opted on a daily basis due to the bidding of that small section of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication. Just extraordinary. Extraordinary. And we've allowed it to occur. And we have allowed it to occur in our watch because we've been distracted. There's all these wonderful YouTube presentations. We can see cats sing. People take off their clothes. Exciting. I'm so excited. I'm about to fall asleep. And there's all these wonderful sporting events. Melbourne, the sporting capital of the knowing and universe. Tennis, cricket, AFL, rugby league, soccer, you name it. Netball, basketball, (laughs) tiddlywinks. You can even bet on lawn bowls. I love it. So, distraction, 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 distraction. If people gave 10% of the energy they devote to their favourite sporting team to change in their society, we would have a revolution tomorrow in this country. But the trick is, distract people. If you can't distract them with spectacles, with things to do and things to watch, you distract them by creating a culture of hatred and division. Right, so the 457 visa person has taken your kid's job. They've done nothing illegal. They've taken your kid's job, as I said before, because we've allowed it legislation to be passed in Parliament to put downward pressure on wages and destroy trade unions. It's that simple. It's our fault. At the end of the day, it's our fault because we have left it to the experts. And we continue to think that somebody anybody's going to listen and do something about it. Well, as I said before, we are the people we've been waiting for. You want the Bromblem bishops of the world to be a full stop in the historical account of this country? Well, then you need to take action. You're sick of the culture of entitlement, the hypocrisy, the lies, the doublespeak you listen to and watch on a daily basis in this country? Well, then you need to take some type of Political action. It's all very well to strike out willy-nilly, but nothing's going to happen. You'll just be taken away and locked up. You need to work hand-in-hand with other people who've got the similar interests, who are willing to band together to ensure that this country changes. For example, I assume a few listeners have heard of the Toll Puddle Martyrs. Well, the Toll Puddle Martyrs were the forerunners of the trade union movement in the English-speaking world. There were six agricultural labourers who took an oath to work together to improve their lot as agricultural labourers in the 19th century. And for their efforts, they were tried, found guilty of belonging to an illegal association and transported to Van Diemen's Land in New South Wales, here in the good old Oz. 
political martyrs. Within two years, the Tol Partle martyrs were released because of political pressure back in England. But they only released and then began the growth of the trade union movement as we know, we know it. But they only released because people were taking action. People were coming together. People were forming organisations. People were saying enough is enough. So if you think enough is enough, if you've had enough, join PIPC today. Public interest before corporate interest become part of a political, social and cultural organisation that aims to change this country. You know what our motto is? We are the people we've been waiting for. You know what our symbol is? The willy-willy. Sweep everything before us. Think about it. doesn't matter if you're an anarchist. It doesn't matter if you're a Labor Party supporter. It doesn't matter if you're apolitical. If you're interested in putting public interests before corporate interests, we don't care about your religious affiliations, gender orientation, doesn't matter. You want to put public interests before corporate interests, join us today. Go to pipsy.net, go to the public meeting, the two public meetings in Melbourne, which will be held on Sunday the 26th of July, Jaka Jaka Community Centre, in the small hall, corner of Plant and Union Street, Northcote, and the Hastings Hall in Hastings, one thirty to 3.30, Sunday the 26th of July. Can't get there? You can write to us, Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. You can email us at info at net. You can download an application form at pipsy.net. Go to the Facebook page. You can, leave, you can call us on 0439 395 489. Don't forget, this program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Interested in what the Annex Institute is doing? Interested in the Tanaminu Way and More Bohina commemoration? Interested in the West Papua Independence Movement? Go to the website, anarchistmedia.org. Email us at anarchistage at yahoo.com. You can write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Yes, we share with that pipsy mob and the way things are going. Will be 1% of the post office box and they'll be 99%. Thank you once again for listening to the Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station. Listen to us next week. And if you've been listening to this program on your car radio, you're somewhere in the land of Oz and you've never, never, never heard it before, find out where your local community radio station is located. Knock on the station manager's door. Make sure they're not born in Ipswich, and I won't go into that. And and ask them, do you broadcast the Anarchist World this week? And they say no. Why not? Contact the nice folk at the Community Radio Network and broadcast the Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station. Listen in to the Anarchist World this week on your community radio station next week. Minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death construction An analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Anarchist World This Week, Australia's Sacred Cow Slaughterhouse. 10am every Wednesday. Listen to the Anarchist World This Week for an up-to-date analysis of local, national and international events. Poisoning their brainwashed minds Oh, Lord, yeah.